How is everybody out there? Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. I hope you've had a great week out there. You're with me, Scott, as always. And I know it's been uh, only a little while since our last episode. We've been going down that fucking movie music rabbit hole. I hope you enjoyed the last episode. I hope you came up with some movies and magic moments of yourself. Or for yourself, I should say. Um, and reach out and let us know because uh, it's been a pretty crazy uh, rabbit hole to go down. And um, I've got some more shout outs I'll get into in a bit just because um, there was tons that we missed, guys. I'm sorry about that. I know this is a bottomless pit, but um, maybe I'll, I'll mention some of this episode. Maybe we'll do another episode. It depends what kind of momentum. But just like with the, the debut album thing, kind of got a little bit overwhelmed i would say uh, maybe overwhelmed or bored with it after a while um just because it was just too much and you know i gotta limit these little topics a, a, a bit better in the future so we don't spend fucking forever on them but it's been a good week over here in perth like i said over the weekend it was hot as fuck um summer wasn't quite done with us yet but this week has been a little bit of a change uh so i apologize if the wind kicks up a bit because it's a bit chilly out here um but not bad, not bad. We can cope with this. We can make them happen. Uh, but yeah, the whole movie moment made better by uh, certain soundtracks or certain songs, I should say, that played at the right time and the right moment in the in the movie. Um, basically, what we're trying to look for is uh, like songs that are pretty much connected with movies now. And so, um, you know, th- th- there's a bunch of other ones I just want to shout out real quick. We'll get through them as as quickly as possible um made of the uh the podcast john he uh he said that we forgot to mention um reservoir dogs obviously jesus christ like quentin tarantino was the master at good soundtracks right there is something about his whole aesthetic with his movies that just sort of fits certain soundtracks and um in particular john was talking about the stuck in the middle with you scene so, yes, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Those fucking great moments. I mean, even The Simpsons parodied that moment. Parodied that moment. Um, so, things like that. Um, I've got a few that are a bit more personal to me, I guess, um, that I forgot to bring up uh, when I was chatting with Curtis. Uh, like the movie Basketball. Or Basketballs? What is it called? I can't remember. Anyway, you guys know the Trey Parker, Matt Stone, South Park guys, their movie that... Um, was absolutely fucking hilarious. Shout out Joey Diaz. He's in that movie as well. Uh, but the real big fish play the song Beer um, in, in, in that movie. And every time I hear that song, it's just because of that movie. And I'm just taken back to the, the fun times with that, that wicked scar music that was going on in, in those days. So fucking shout out Basketball. It's a great fucking soundtrack to that whole movie. But in particular, the real big fish, um, they were like performing live on set as well, which was fucking amazing. It was really, really cool. Um, and another one that I want to shout out, uh, uh, this one is 100% just fucking personal to me. Um, when, we, you know, when I was um, in, in high school, I became obsessed with, um, with snowboarding, which was a very unfortunate thing to become obsessed with uh, as someone living in Perth because there is no snow. There is no snow in our state. It's very expensive to go on a ski trip, but I've managed to sort of... Uh, convinced my parents a bunch of times to to send me on some school ski trips and shit like that. But um, over that whole period, uh, my favorite movie was a movie called Out Cold. And I suggest you guys watch this movie if you like anything to do with like um, like ski towns and stuff like that. 
or you just like little lighthearted comedy movies, fucking check out Out Cold. It has a banging soundtrack. Jack Johnson is all over it. Um, and it, it was just one of those things that like, uh, to me, there was nothing cooler you could do in life um, other than just be a snow bunny and just live on a mountain snowboard every day, whether you're fucking working in a bar at nighttime or something, just anything that could fund that dream was the coolest thing you could possibly do. And it, it still kind of is, I guess. Um, but either way, the fucking start of that movie, uh, the whole intro sequence is um, the main character sort of snowboarding a bunch of epic peaks um, throughout wherever the fuck. I think it was filmed in Colorado or something like that. Um, but there's this song called Anytime by, uh, I think it's a punk outfit um, called Eve Six. This song is playing while he's doing this massive epic snowboard run at the start. And um, like I said, I became addicted to snowboarding. Uh, so every time I would go snowboarding, this song was definitely on my playlist, if not the first song I would put in my ears um, before getting down a run. Um, it's fucking magic. And the whole movie and soundtrack are kind of... Um, linked together in my mind especially with this song so shout out that fucking movie out cult um zach galifianakis is in that movie uh one of his early roles before they like typecast him as like a bit of a dummy um so he's not a dummy in this uh, movie in fact he has like a an offside of brother that acts as the dummy which is kind of an interesting twist to see because these days he's the the retard but anyway it is what it is um, so yeah, keep hitting us up with your suggestions because I know there's a bunch. Um, I had a friend fucking uh, let us know about um, the movie Natural Born Killers. Uh, not directed by Qu um, uh, Quentin Tarantino. I was about to just call him Quarantino. Let's just abbreviate it to Quarantino, shall we? So, uh, But Quarantino wrote the movie and apparently has a fucking amazing soundtrack. I can't really remember the movie myself, uh, but he said to shout out the Bob Dylan scene. Um, the song is uh, You Belong to Me. So yeah, thanks for that suggestion. I'm actually going to download that movie and check it out this weekend, um, as along with a whole bunch of others. So there's more to come, guys. So please keep hitting us up with um, your suggestions and shit. Remember, you can fucking email me, scott at thejamroom.com.au or Facebook, Instagram, um, at jamroompodcast. Not Facebook, actually. Uh, Twitter instead of Facebook. Whatever. They've both got blue icons. Fuck it. They, they're the same. Um, except Twitter's way better. So hit us up on that one. Um, and all, all my info will be in the description of this podcast, guys. So I don't need to keep on saying this. You know, you know what the deal is. Um, let's get going with the episode for this week because there is some music I want to talk about. There's some new music and there's um, some not so mu new music that I want to mention real quick here, guys. Um, the first album I want to talk about is uh, actually from January of 2020. Um, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it because this podcast didn't relaunch until like uh, July-ish last year or something like that. Um, but either way, this fucking album's been kind of on my back burner. And for some reason this week, I've just been going to it and listening to it quite a lot. And there's some real interesting stuff about it. Um, the album is called Circles by Mac Miller. And if you don't know about Mac Miller, um, check him out. He's one of these guys that we lost way too early. Um, so this album was released, uh, what do they call it, posthumously or whatever, after he died. So, um, But he was a fucking artist and a half. He was doing things for the hip-hop scene that were revolutionary, but this album itself isn't really hip-hoppy. It's kind of more in that lo-fi stuff, and I know I talk about lo-fi shit quite a lot, but there is like lo-fi that's um, like bland and there's nothing interesting about it, and that's kind of its charm. 
So it's charming because it's just background music and it's beautiful and it does its thing. But then there's also lo-fi music that actually has hooks and great lyrics and all that sort of stuff. And that's what Mac Miller did with this fucking album, Circles. But there is so much going on in that album. Just um, as, f- as far as a songwriter is concerned, like the whole album is designed in a way um, that sort of forces you to listen to it on a loop. Like the lyrics kind of come full circle by the end of the album and the very last track of the album ends on a chord that feels completely unresolved um so uh, for you musicians out there you know all this for you guys that aren't musicians um you can kind of talk about music uh as a i don't want to say a conversation but uh you can describe sounds uh by levels of of dissonance and resolution something like that they're like two ends of the um of the spectrum there you have extremely dissonant sounds um like diminished chords and 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 stuff like that um and then you have completely resolved chords like your one chord a straight major chord or even you can resolve to a minor chord fine that's that's what I'm talking about so there is dissonance and resolution so this album kind of finishes in a very dissonant way However, if you listen to it on loop, the first song resolves the last chord from the album as if it was designed that way. It's genius. It's fucking gorgeous. I love this album. It's got so much to say. It's just got wicked cruisy vibes. Um, as far as like if you want to take it like a Mac Miller sort of hip hop sort of genre to it, the music is way more mature than a regular hip-hop album. It's not just like a simple beat and a loop that's just sort of sung over or rapped over and then there's a chorus or whatever. There is way more going on musically. It's beautiful. The bass player does an incredible job, whoever the fuck that is. But um, I did hear somewhere that he insisted on using a um, like a live band for all the recordings and stuff like that. So it's, a, it's amazing. It's such a fucking great album. Check it out. Circles um, by Mac Miller. Uh, it's from, you probably already have, it's January last year, I know it's old news guys, we haven't talked about it, but this is one of those albums that just sort of keeps on finding itself in my rotation, I just feel like listening to it this week, and um, loving the shit out of it, so check that one the fuck out, but there's some new music out this week that I wanted to chat about, um, more along the, the pop sort of lines a little bit, uh, Justin Bieber bought out a new album, did you guys check it out? It's called Justice. And I'm confused as hell about it with this album. I don't know what the fuck was going on. So, obviously, Justin Bieber. If you haven't heard of Justin Bieber, um, just just give up. But you all know that he's just a pop sensation that appeals to to children, right? Um, and he's obviously obviously um, such a huge name in terms of influence that uh, naming an album Justice obviously means something right so the album's called justice and the opening of the album starts with a a speech from martin luther king right about injustice um so if you think about it in in today's climate in 2021 climate coming out of 2020 climate you call an album justice and have speeches from martin luther king in them you're obviously doing a dog whistle to the social justice movements that are going on right now, which are all about racial inequality and all that sort of bullshit, right? Black Lives Matter, yeah? Um, However, the whole album has nothing to do with that. Even halfway through the album, he chucks in another like minute and a half long fucking speech from Martin Luther King and then continues with his album. And every single song of the album has nothing to do with... Uh, politics or social justice or any kind of commentary. It's just all love songs about his wife, apparently. 
It's fucking bizarre. I have no idea what's going on with this album, guys. He's obviously sending a dog whistle to the social justice warriors out there and then just feeding them fucking sappy fucking love songs. And I want to tell you I listened to the whole album. I got through about 40 of the 45 minutes of this album because there's like 16 tracks on the album and I felt like I lost a bit of my soul. It was... um. It was just fucking pathetically simple music and just, uh, just, I don't know, cringy, cringy. But you know what I mean? Like, Justin Bieber seems like one of these guys that, like, sold his soul to the devil. Like, you know, we talk about the, <laughs> we don't talk about it, but, um, you know, there's those myths of, you know, you sell your soul to the devil at the crossroads. It gives you a chance at fame or whatever. I reckon after this album, the devil showed up and gave him his soul back because it's empty. Because there was nothing going on with this album. It was just an absolute fucking marketing scam. There's got to be a ton of people on fucking Justin Bieber's team that noticed what was going on and still rolled with it. It's fucked up. So I feel bad for Justin Bieber if he just got bad advice. And he obviously got a shitload of advice. Because I went through the, like, the actual writing credits for this album. And there's like 30 fucking writers on this album. Right? It, like One of the songs has like over 10 writers on the song. So he obviously has a lot of input and a collaboration from a lot of minds greater than his own, I guess. Um, and not one of them could fucking tell him, you know what, it's a little bit fucked up doing an album called Justice and using Martin Luther King and then just singing about how much you miss your wife. That's pretty fucked up. Um, so yeah, the music's garbage. The message is garbage. It's obviously aimed at children. And if you like it, that's fine. I don't I'm not going to judge anybody for it, but it's just Justin Bieber, man. Like, um, it's marketing at its best, I guess. I'm surprised he didn't fucking release it as an NFT because that would have been something. But yeah, so that was one album that I checked out. And like I said, it was actually really hard to listen to the album just because it was so out of my wheelhouse. There was not a lot cool about it. But um, another album that I was kind of expecting the same, but it didn't really go that way, um, was a new album from Lana Del Rey. Uh, I don't know when it dropped, maybe last week, week before. I know a few singles have been sort of making the rounds prior to that. Uh, but the album's called uh, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Lana Del Rey. Jesus, she's got a good voice, doesn't she? It is a beautiful album. It is really beautiful. There is nothing to complain about with it, um, unless you're really waiting for something to be exciting and riffy and stuff like that. But if you just know the vibe, then it's a fine album. I really, really enjoy her voice, and um, the singing is great, but the best thing about the album was the fucking title, hey? Chemtrails Over the Country Club. I want to hear more pop stars and celebrities talking about conspiracy theories, because um, there's just absolutely not enough of it going on. I know there's a lot of uh, like underground comedians and stuff like that that, that bring this shit up, but um, it's not really chatted about in the A-list sort of circles, as, as far as their releases and, and all that sort of shit goes, but... Um, you know, chemtrails, that, that's one of those fucking, like, kind of base, like, low-level conspiracy things, you know? Like, chemtrails, eh, come on. Like, that's one of those conspiracies that might be true, but we all just don't give a shit anymore. It's just like fluoride in the water, right? We all fucking know what's in there. We don't really know why, but no one really gives a shit anymore. Everyone just accepts that the fucking, what, the, the dental lobby was able to convince government to chuck some medication in the water supply. Um, it, which is the crazy part of it. It's got nothing to do with whether fluoride's good or bad. It's the fact that they could mass-medicate their population by tampering with the water supply uh, because of the dental lobby. Why isn't there a fucking COVID vaccine in the water supply? 
Jesus, how are cavities more important than the fucking Rona? Anyway, it is what it is. Um, I want to see more of it. The album was great, but I want to see more of this uh, conspiracy and fucking um, pop music sort of thing. Like, why can't we have fucking the new Cardi B album called, like, Little St. James? Can't we just do that? If you're listening, Cardi B, which you're definitely not, can't you just approach some kind of level of uh, controversy with your, your shit? I mean, I know Wet Ass Pussy kind of approached it in, in just a stupid sex way. That doesn't, No one really gives a shit about that. that that's only outrageous to sort of stupid conservative people or people that care about their children. But, you know, why can't Billie Eilish come out with a new album called like, uh, like The Prince and I and have a picture of Prince Andrew and a child on the front? Can we have that? Can we have something like that? Can, can we have Ed Sheeran fucking have a like a, an album called like Lizard Queen or something like that and just put a picture of the actual queen on it or, or whatever? Like, what is going on? We need more of this sort of stuff. We don't need chemtrails. We need something a little bit cooler than chemtrails to sink our teeth into. Because, by the way, I only really listened to the Lana Del Rey album because it mentioned some sort of conspiracy. Didn't really hear it addressed in the lyrics of the album. But either way, good honor. We need more of that shit in the future, all right? Here's hoping. And if you're a musician out there, just start calling out crazy conspiracies in your song lyrics and your titles and your, and your releases. Because um, eventually it's going to be funny. And eventually, we're going to solve these problems of these fucking crazy rich pedophiles, right? That sounds like the name of a new movie. Crazy rich pedophiles. Anyway, moving on for this episode, we have a new song for you. It's not a new song. It's one of the ones that was released in episode uh, 23. No, 33. Oh, by the way, guys, this is episode 50. Um, so cheers. I'm going to have a drink. Wait, let me find my drink. Here we go. So thanks to you guys for sticking around and listening. Uh, it should have taken w- way less than five years uh, to do 50 episodes, but it's what it is, guys. You know how what this podcast was like. We did a, a bunch of shit, maybe like one episode a month for a couple of years. Then we disappeared for a couple of years and then uh, rebooted it last year. So we're catching up. It's not going to take us as long to get to the 100 milestone or whatever, but this is 50. It's something, right? It's halfway there. So yeah, I appreciate everybody listening to this podcast. And if you have any feedback or um, or anything like that, I know some, I know a bunch of you guys that follow us on Instagram and shit are musicians. And uh, if you follow me and you're a musician, I would have checked out your shit on Instagram. And some of it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, so if you want to get involved with the podcast, um, send us some tracks to play. We'll shout you out. We'll um, we'll you know reach whoever the fuck's listening to this, um, and it'll, it'll be fun. Because um, like I said, some of you guys are fucking amazing. Uh, please, you know, get involved with the podcast. This is a collaborative effort right here. Um, but the song I'm going to show you uh, today is, like I said, from episode 33, uh, which was like December-ish last year or something like that. It's one of those um, one of those songs that was pulled out of a jam. So it's, a, it's like a second draft. Pretty cool. I think there's actually some neat ideas in this song. Um, don't know if we got it all right. Remember, if you're a singer or a musician that wants to contribute to that song... Go ahead and hit us the fuck up, and you can get involved as well. And if you add a vocal take over the top or, or whatever, we'll, we'll play it on this podcast. We'll talk about it. It'll be fun. Um, so have yourselves a great week out there. If in the future, over the next week or so, because I don't want to leave it a while, there is more of this uh, movie music sort of stuff that I want to mention. 
Um, I will do another podcast, maybe get Curtis involved. We'll see what happens there. Um, but if not, I'm just going to rattle out a few more each episode until this sort of topic sort of naturally crashes on the shore and fades back into the abyss of the ocean, right? Um, because sometimes we bite into things that we can't quite swallow. Uh, so I'm going to miss a whole bunch of shit out and I apologize for that. But, you know, if you want shout outs, get involved. This is the Jam Room Podcast, guys. Hope you've had a great week. It's going to be a good week for me because finally my dog Silhouette got her stitches out this morning so she can finally go for a walk and all that shit. That's actually what I'm going to do next. I'm going to finish this podcast, take her for a nice big long walk. Um, feeling better. can actually get some good sleep without her fucking yelling at me all night about a silly cone on her face. It's what it is, guys. This is the Jam Room Podcast. Take care of yourselves and I'll chat to you guys next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>